Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of Up and to the Right. We're so glad to have you with us, and we're so thankful that you're watching or listening wherever you are. Once again, I'm Crystal Manu, and I'm here with Pastor Rodney. How are you doing? Crystal, it is good to be with you another week. Another I week? enjoy each and every week more together. I do as well. So we've come off of a really exciting week. Uh, last week we were celebrating our frontline heroes and that was such an amazing, amazing thing to do. Of course, the weather kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in that, but it was still great to celebrate with them. Yeah, we still pulled it off mm -hmm. and we had tons, tons of our heroes, um, the frontline heroes watching and enjoying and we had a whole bunch of winners. We had a lot of winners. Yes. You know, you talk about $10,000, and when you start dividing that down, that came out to a lot of winners. Absolutely. And, you know, every single person uh, got a gift card. Mm -hmm. And so that was to their favorite chicken place, whether that be in Guthrie <laughs> or here in the Oklahoma City metro area. Yeah. And But then, you know, all of those winners, uh, I think $250 was the smallest. That was the smallest, yeah. Winner, which is quite significant in mm -hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lots of $500 winners, $1,000 winners. It's just incredible, incredible time. But more than that, we're able to pray over yes. them, encourage mm -hmm. them, and hopefully just build them up in their faith and realize, let them realize or be reminded that um, what they're doing is invaluable. Oh, yeah. Does not go on. And it's much appreciated. Yes. That's, that's so good. And I'm glad to say that, you know, last week when we shot, it was snow everywhere and ice and it was cold yeah we had to work to get in here we did we worked hard yes yes <laughs> i tell you that if people knew what it was like to try to get here our team the mm -hmm. people you know behind the cameras um you know making us look good up here oh, and yeah. sound good and so we appreciate everybody uh that uh, made that effort so yeah. that we could get this podcast um, out, out to everybody yeah well i'm thankful for 60 degree weather today so praise Jesus. Take a moment and celebrate that. Thank you, yes. Lord. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, today's episode is going to be pretty special because the questions come from our viewers. They come yes. from people who watch us and listen to us every week. I threw a question out there in our Oklahoma City Facebook group and asked, you know, uh, what questions do you have that you would like for us to discuss on the podcast? And so we have a few that we're going to discuss today. And putting you, in, putting you in the hot seat a little bit here, Pastor Rodney. Okay. No. <laughs> no, no, let's do it. And, you know, just I really have not prepped for this. Yeah. It's just simply we're going to take these questions and we're going off the cuff. Yeah. Give them um, and hopefully look into the biblical worldview in regards to the answer to these questions. Yeah, that's good. So the first question is surrounding baptism. We talked a lot about baptism yeah. last week and how, you know, we've had to get creative during the season of covid so the question is, is baptism essential for salvation? Well, Crystal, uh, that is something that has created denominations. Mm -hmm. It has divided people for years. Uh, we have wrestled with that. Uh, we have dove into God's word and looked at it. But when you really begin to look at God's word, church history, uh, what collectively we have, how we have um, looked into the, the concept of baptism, is that really we cannot tie anything to our salvation mm. other than Jesus Christ and faith in him. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. Um, and so, but now with that, um, there's still the command that Christ has given us mm -hmm. to be baptized. Yeah. 
So as a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm not saved because I'm baptized, but I will be baptized because, because I am saved. I'm saved. That's good. Yeah. You know, and it's very much like me wearing this ring mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I wear this ring is an outward sign of an inward choice yeah. to commit to my wife. And I did that even publicly before people, uh, obviously before God, but also before best man, maid of honor, right. and then a crowd of people that gathered to watch Shannon and I make our commitment. And that's the beauty of baptism. It invites everybody else yeah. into this decision to follow Jesus Christ. And so while it is a personal decision, it is a public testimony mm -hmm. of what God has done. Yeah, that's good. You know, that, that really is a good follow-up for the, the second part of this question, because if this is an outward sign of the decision that we've made to follow Jesus, then why did Jesus need to be baptized? And that is a great question, too. <laughs> Here's what we do know. Jesus did not need to be baptized because he had sinned. Right. He's the only one mm -hmm. who ever has lived and walked the face of this earth who did not sin. He had no need for repentance himself. Yeah. Uh, he was born not of the will of man or the desire of man, but of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he was not, sin was something that he, while he was tempted at all points, he never gave in to sin. Yeah. Um, but he still came to set an example for us. He came, yes, to redeem us, to be the sacrificial lamb, the perfect lamb that would take away the sins of the world. But he also came to show us how to live this life. Yeah, that's good. How to love people, how to uh, deal with difficult situations, how to resist temptation. Mm -hmm. And so also he showed us how to be baptized. That's good. And he gave us an example of that. Yeah. And so really, he wasn't baptized because he needed to be baptized. Mm -hmm. uh, he was baptized to show us what to do. Mm -hmm. And that was when we chose to follow him, we were to follow his example in baptism. That's good. Jesus Christ, the perfect example. Yes. Amen. So um, another question that was received uh, on that post, you know, think about back to last week and the cold temperatures and the snow and all of that. I mean, record-breaking temperatures. What more could we have done as a church to help those who were homeless dealing with those temps? Oh, wow. And it was cold. Mm -hmm. um, it was very cold. And that's something that's very personal to me. Yeah. Uh, because I had a week time back around 2008 where I was homeless. Mm -hmm. Now, mine was by choice uh, because of what God had done in my life. Right. I had actually been somewhat judgmental in my thoughts toward the homeless population. Mm -hmm. And so God just slapped me upside the head of the, with the Holy Spirit and said, you're going to be homeless. Mm -hmm. I resisted that thought <laughs> for a couple of weeks. And finally, I gave in to what I knew just for sure that God was wanting me to do. Mm -hmm. And so I went homeless with no ID on me, with no cell phone, dropped off. And the dates that God gave me was going to be months later. Okay. It was going to be almost three months after when he spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And so it was the very first week of December. And usually the temperatures are somewhat reasonable during mm -hmm. that time. Uh, if, you, if you take a norm, a norm is the temperatures are going to be maybe, maybe upper 30s, 40s, 
uh, in the nighttime, mm -hmm. and then in the daytime, uh, they're going to get, you know, uh, mid-50s, maybe even 60 degrees. But <laughs> God picked out the coldest <laughs> week of the entire winter was that first weekend of December. Of course. It was miserable. <laughs> it got down two nights into the single digits. Uh, both nights were right around five degrees. So not as cold as it mm -hmm. was this past week for us. Okay. But it was, it was extremely yeah. cold. Mm -hmm. And one day it did not even get, the high temperature was 17 degrees. The other day it was like 22 degrees. Wow. Uh, and so, and then there was other days it was a little bit warm, but it was still cold that whole week. And that was some journey for me. Um, because it gave me a new compassion, desire to uh, be aware mm -hmm. that not everybody has the same privileges and benefits and opportunities that I have. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about that question, what could we have done more? Mm -hmm. Is that I know this, uh, I'm part of the City Rescue Mission Board. Uh, I'm connected because of that with other, like the uh, Homeless Alliance and various other um, entities in Oklahoma City who their mission is to help the homeless yeah. and to help people in need. And so uh, there was many people during this time reaching out and making sure that the homeless population in our community was taken care of. That's good. That they were having their needs met, whether that be food, whether it be some type of clothing, uh, but also shelter. Now, when you get to those kind of temperatures, you have to have shelter. Right. And so many of them were um, taken or... Uh, move to places where they could have shelter. That's awesome. And so, and I also know that people in our church, I, I know of men in our church, two different men that actually did things. They went out and bought coats. They actually physically went and made sure that homeless people had uh, better clothing for this mm -hmm. time and this situation. Uh, I, whenever I was homeless, though, I, I found out that just so we kind of all know the type of homeless people are out there. Mm -hmm. I found out that really there's kind of three categories. Okay. Of, um, is really there's a, a, a third of them that are, they have mental issues. There's mm -hmm. some uh, mental struggles and their lifestyle of homelessness is really because of uh, brokenness mentally, the struggles that are going on. And I really have a deep compassion mm -hmm. for them um, because a lot of times it's not by their choice. Yeah. And uh, we need to be very sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. And our heart needs to go out to them. Uh, second group of people are the people who um, circumstances of life just caused this. Maybe they had a job, but their job didn't pay a lot. Mm -hmm. And they got sick. They couldn't, weren't able to go to work. And their situation was so, their margin was so little mm -hmm. that they ended up being homeless. And we have to have a deep compassion for those individuals also. Right. And, and some of those are in and out of homelessness, in and out of homelessness. And so my heart bleeds for them too. But then the third group of people are people who by choice, they just simply, they would really refuse because they have chosen a lifestyle um, of homelessness. Mm -hmm. And it might not be a mental issue, it's just they just simply have chosen this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And my heart goes out for them too. Mm -hmm. uh, as people of God, we should realize that every single person, no matter who they are, are children of God. That's right. Whether That's they have right. chosen to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or not, they're still part of his creation. That's good. And so we should have a heart for them. And so I just invite anybody out there who, if, if 
ask God. The, if the, those ideas come to your mind of, that you're concerned, deeply concerned about the homeless, mm-hmm. ask God about creative ways in which you can serve the homeless. That's great. And I, I would recommend in most cases, do not give cash out to people. Uh, but there are so many things that you can do to be able to create, um, you know, just just little packets of snack foods and items and things that you can socks and socks. I've always heard that socks is the number one thing it's that huge. they ask for. When I was homeless after about two or three mm-hmm. days, that was big. Yeah, I wanted a change of socks, socks. and you got to keep your feet healthy mm-hmm. and right. dry. That's good. So I I just really encourage people to. If they have a compassionate heart for the homeless, mm-hmm. and not just in this time of the year, right? But ask God, and I know this: if you ask God, God will show you He'll what show you can you. do yeah. to do your part. That's great. You know, you really kind of showed um, a transition, and your, you know, you said at first you were judgmental, the way that you looked at homeless people and what you thought about them, and then it moved to a heart of compassion. I mean, it really pours out of what you what you say and how you speak. Um, about the things that you've done and, you know, serving on the board. And it's really the perfect segue to the next question because we have someone who struggles with having a judgmental mind and they know in their heart that that's not right. Speak to that person. I mean, that's a perfect example of, you know, talking about from the homeless standpoint, but just in general, speak to that person that's dealing with the judgmental thoughts. How do they move to a heart of compassion? Well, I think the first thing is just to acknowledge that you have a judgmental heart is, is key. Big, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that you, you feel their judgment mm-hmm. coming and they don't even realize it. They don't care either. That is the, <laughs> that is the uh, real problem yeah. when somebody doesn't see, doesn't care, doesn't realize it. Mm-hmm. So this person, whoever it is, uh, shows that they are mindful of what they are what thinking. thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's the first step. And then all of us are judgmental at sometimes, mm-hmm. right? We all are, mm-hmm. um, and so just like me toward the homeless mm-hmm. uh, crowd, and I kind of lumped them in one. And God wanted to show me that no, they're not all that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are good people, uh, godly people, yeah. that are homeless, mm-hmm. that just circumstances, situations, or um, mental issues have sickness have caused them to be in a situation like that. And so, um, you know, the Bible speaks a lot about. Uh, judging yeah it does say also that all judging is not wrong Mm -hmm. the bible says the righteous will judge the world Mm -hmm. Uh, we use the scripture that says judge not lest you be judged but with the measure that you judge it will be measured back to you yeah so it's saying sometimes our judgment is unequal we want to give pass judgment on somebody but not expect the same back to us right we got to be very careful with that Mm -hmm. We got to, and sometimes in leadership, you have to make judgment calls. You have to make mm-hmm. decisions. You know, it's just that way. As a parent, That's right. you're passing judgment on yes. your kids sometimes. Yes. You're saying, this is what, yeah. Yes. But we have to also stop and realize that who we're passing judgment on is that they're a child of God. That's right. And that we have to be careful how we throw our views upon them or our ideas or expectations mm-hmm. upon them. Um, and especially if we're not willing to, if we're holding a different standard for us, for ourselves, that yeah. is not good. Mm-hmm. And that we ought to ask God for compassion and mercy. And so I, I just tell this person who's asking the question that it's the same thing. I say, God, I need, I need you to touch my heart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means going and walking in somebody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. That's good. So my week of homelessness, walking in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. 
changed mm -hmm. my judgmental attitudes toward them. And so if it's somebody that is, um, you have bitterness toward or hurt toward, is just to say, you know, they're, they are responding that way because of something that someone did to them. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want to add fuel to the fire here by me passing judgment on them. I want to be kind and compassionate, merciful uh, to people that are in need. Because at some point, I'm going to need gonna it. I'm going to be the one. Yep. I'm going to need it. That's good. Awesome. So our last question, and I mean, this is really rolling very well because I feel like some of this will probably um, apply to this question. How do we engage with people, whether that's friends or family members, who are lost and don't know Christ? How do we engage you know, I, I think I actually went and read that, um, um, that question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, they even mentioned the word apologetics. Yeah. And they said they didn't want to go that direction because mm -hmm. they knew it wasn't the way. Apologetics, when somebody talks about it, it's defending the gospel. Mm -hmm. or it's, and I think that there's a place to um, actually defend, you know, the word of God mm -hmm. and use scripture to mm -hmm. do that. There, there is a place and there's a time for that. Paul did that when he would um, argue and discuss and debate the scriptures, uh, you know, in the book of Acts mm -hmm. uh, with, the, uh, with the city that he was visiting the people and the, and the leaders there of that mm -hmm. city. But more times than not, people are one, not because you proved your point, yeah. but because you proved that you love them and that God loves them. That's good. And that is so much more important. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, the Bible actually says that it is through the goodness of God and the mercy of God yeah. that leads us to repentance. Yeah, that's good. And people need to be showered with love mm -hmm. more than judgment, mm -hmm. more than condemnation. Matter of fact, we're not caused to condemn. They already stand condemned in their sin. Mm -hmm. What they need is love and mercy. That's good. And the grace of God. That's good. Now that still doesn't take away you speak the truth mm -hmm. of what sin does, mm -hmm. but most people know that. Mm -hmm. Most people see that, and uh, the truth is that sin leads to death, and God wants us to be free and live a fruitful life and an abundant life, and uh, he wants us, he wants to shower his love on us, and I just really encourage people to find ways um, to open somebody's heart and show, uh, open your heart to somebody yeah. and show them the love of Christ Jesus. That's good. I mean, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. That when we, you know, follow the perfect example, as you talked about, Jesus Christ is the perfect example. When we follow what he, what he does, which is to be tender and loving and compassionate and empathize with people, yeah. that's, that's what people are drawn to, you know. So I, I, I think that's awesome, you know, what you, what you said. We, we will reflect him, and those who don't know Christ will see something in us say, you know, I want to know a little bit more about the joy that you have, the peace that you have when you're in certain situations, because we all go through things, whether you are a believer or not, and there's just a certain amount of peace and joy that comes from the Father that you can't find anyplace else. And I know that when we reflect those things, people who are lost will want to know what that special something is, and that is when we have an awesome opportunity to share the gospel with them. Mm -hmm. You know, that is so good, Crystal. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 11 that they were first called Christians at Antioch, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Now we call ourselves Christians, yeah. but I want people to call me a Christian. Yeah. I don't want to just say, I am a Christian. I want somebody to say, 
That is a Christian. That is a Christian. And why were they calling them Christians? Because they were acting like Jesus. Mm -hmm. They were showing love and mercy. And think about Jesus, the woman caught in the act of adultery. They were wanting to stone her. Mm -hmm. What did he do? He didn't condemn her. He loved her. He spoke truth into her, go and sin no more. But he was loving her. The woman at the well that everybody just simply, you know, even as a Samaritan woman, married five times, living with the sixth man, Jesus didn't condemn her. He offered her eternal life. And he offered her joy unspeakable. He offered her living waters that would come out of her. And people were attracted to that. That's good. And that that doesn't take away. There's a time to speak truth to somebody. And uh, even speak to, you know, what a life of sin does. Mm -hmm. But more times than not, people need to know that there's joy in Christ Jesus. There's love that comes from him. And it's easier to hear the truth when it's coming from someone that you know loves you. Absolutely. So that's a, that's a good thing. So you, you, you were raised in church. Yeah. You're a preacher's kid. Oh, yeah. And um, you, you've probably seen both sides, the, the hammer that... The rod of correction. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've seen love. But I've seen, yeah. I've seen it all. And love wins out more times than it not. It does. That's right. And it may be slow in process. Mm-hmm. And it may take a while to chip away at that hard shell that somebody is mm-hmm. worrying about them. But love wins out. Love wins. Uh, and you know what? For God so he loved. loved the world mm-hmm. that he gave his son. That's good. And so that's the example that we should be following. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think that's an awesome way to wrap this up. Yes. You know? <laughs> if anybody is watching, if you have a question that you want us to cover in a podcast, drop it in the comments. We'd love to discuss it, you know, and, you know, dialogue about it. If there's anything that's on your heart that you want to share with us that you may not feel comfortable putting in the comments, send us a, a message, send us an inbox, and we'd be more than happy to discuss that. But Pastor Ronnie, I appreciate you being with, with us again this week. Crystal, thank you very much. You always do a great job. It's always fun to sit here with you and, you know, get to communicate with some of our viewers, okay? All right. Well, y'all have a wonderful week. We look forward to seeing you next time for Up and to the Right. Have a good day.